Welcome to Gut Wisdom, a show about work, life, and how to succeed in both. It's radio that resonates. Gut Wisdom is sponsored by the Gelb Center. Don't lose another night's sleep. Visit the sleep and wellness experts at gelbcenter.com. Now, here are your hosts, Deirdre Koppelman and J.G. John Gassman. Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here in studio with your co-host, J.G. Yes. Yes, J.G., that's John Gassman. Yes, thank you. Well, that's very nice of you. Please bow. Tonight we have joining (laughs) us in studio Dr. Michael Gelb. Yes. Yes, expert in the subject of sleep. And boy, do we need some. Very excited to have Dr. Gelb back on the show. We also have Marissa Gelb. Yeah. Who's wondering, what will I be talking about? But for those (laughs) of you, for our listeners who don't already know, Dr. Gelb has earned the prestigious award of Top Doc New York multiple years in a row. He's also the author of Gasp, Airway Health, The Hidden Path to Wellness. I am so pumped to have him here again because he's going to share his huge wisdoms with a Z about how the lack of sleep can affect our performance, memory, and our mental health. Yes, well, you know, the last time I was not here because I was out sick, and listeners, last week I had a coughing fit for about 10 minutes, and uh, unfortunately, you know, you were just left with JG, but tonight (laughs) I'm back, I'm well, and getting even better. See what vitamin C can do for you? (laughs) <laughs> no, actually, it was As, really... Actually, sleep, it was what, to be honest. That's correct. It was what sleep did for me, and we'll get more into that. So, JJ, do, yes. you know, do you know how I met Dr. Gelb? No. How did you guys meet? You're kidding. Some enchanted evening. Some enchanted evening. You will see a stranger. Well, we're going to come back and tell you. Stay tuned. WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio 880. It's Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, JG. Welcome yes. back. Tonight we are here with our sleep expert, Dr. Gelb of the Gelb Center. Welcome back, Dr. Gelb. Thanks, Deidre. Great to be here. Thank you. So, JG has no idea yeah, how, how we met. We were talking about this. Do you this. remember how we met? Of course. How did we meet? We were at this stage. And yes. you interviewed me, you and JG. Mm-hmm. We had a very nice conversation about what I do and our practice and what we believe in and the new movement of airway. Uh, breathing and sleep and how it affects a person's life and their performance. Yeah, I think you even asked me right off the bat, this is like a first date, are you a mouth <laughs> breather? I'm like, no, I don't breathe through my mouth. What kind of question is that to ask me? Denial. But I'll interview you to find out why you asked me that question. Oh, good. Yes, and then we found out Marissa Gelb, your daughter, who's Hello. here on the mic in studio. <laughs> good to be here. Welcome. Thanks. You know my daughter. I do from college. How wait, strange is that? Sister. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Which sister? Which daughter? Carly. Oh, really? Yeah. Same sorority. Yeah. She's and, the best. And when what? I told Carly that I met Dr. Michael Gelb, and I think he has a daughter, this is what I said to Carly, my daughter. I said, I think he has a daughter who may have um, been at Boston University. And her eyes lit up and she said, Marissa Gelb? Mm-hmm. She's so nice, mommy. She has beautiful <laughs> teeth. <laughs> oh, no. She didn't, say, family. she didn't say beautiful. She <laughs> said, you had a beautiful smile. smile. That's very nice. Yes. So we met at a Vistage event and lo and behold, here you both are. We have some, uh, some things in common. 
And one of the things that I can remember, since we're going to talk a little bit about sleep and memory right now, yes, um, we've got questions for the expert, Dr. Gelb. Are you All prepared? Right. I think I am. You know, one thing I've noticed about Deirdre, her memory tends to go sometimes when she doesn't get enough sleep. You know, you don't remember things. So I'm curious, is there a correlation between, you know, the amount of good quality sleep someone gets and their memory? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Uh, neuro, neurocognitive deficits is a big part of sleep, airway problems, and it's not getting enough sleep, and then it's interrupted or disturbed sleep. So it usually goes one of two ways. Usually it goes the cardiovascular pathway mm -hmm. where it's high blood pressure or for other people it goes to memory, what's your name, where did I put my keys? And it starts <laughs> at an early age, probably starts in our 30s. It may start in our 20s. And that's what we're learning about, you know, memory and we get to dementia, we get to things called Alzheimer's and that. But it really starts with memory problems focus, concentration. As a matter of fact, it really starts at one or two years of age, and it's called wow. something called ADD, or it's called inattentiveness, or why can't you remember that homework? Interesting. That, so don't think of this as something that starts in your 50s or 60s. Think of this that some probably starts with brain issues at two, three, four years old. Well, so me, so uh, it, it's fascinating that you said that because how often I'll meet somebody and they'll be like, JG, and I'll be looking at them. You know, I'll tilt my head and I'll squint. I'll be like, oh my gosh, what's his name? I know him from someplace. It's awful when that I happens. Can't, I can't recall his name. And a lot of times I don't recall because I am tired. <laughs> well, here, I, let's start from the beginning. Sure. How much sleep should we get? And I guess it might mm. vary from the age. Sure it does. Yeah, when you're young, when you're an infant, you need 16 hours of sleep, right? Most of the day you're sleeping. As you get older... You know, we don't get deep sleep the way we used to, but we still need the same seven, eight hours of sleep. Nine wouldn't be bad. So there's really wow. bad statistics when you get less than six and I think more than nine. So if you're very depressed, if you're in bed, all, you know, if you get too much sleep, it's not a good thing. And if you get maybe too little sleep. So there's a, there's a sweet spot in there for all of us. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's around seven, eight, eight and a half wouldn't be such a bad thing. So, so let's say we're, we're in our 30s. Do we, right. do we need or require the same amount of sleep as when we're in our 50s or 60s? I'd say yes. Okay. All right. I just want to be clear. We think we don't, but we do. So we do, right? Because younger people think, I don't need as much sleep. I function just fine without enough sleep, with less than six hours, for example. Right. But they're exhausted. And when I ask that question to my patients, and a lot of my TMJ headache patients are women, mm -hmm. the common theme is fatigue, excessive daytime sleepiness, excessive daytime somnolence. Everyone's tired in New York City. Okay. <laughs> and I say that, but it's not just New York City. True. I believe it's the whole country. Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. We're a sleep-deprived country. We are. So, so, so fact pattern is yes, whether you're in your 30s, your 40s, or your 50s, we still need, or 60s, the yes. same amount of sleep, which is approximately eight hours, seven, eight hours. To, seven to eight hours. Right. Okay. Knowing that, there's short-term memory and there's long-term memory. Right. I know, speaking for myself, I am exhausted. Listeners, if this is not your first time and you've been listening to us every week, I'm exhausted. I don't know if that's because, well, I do know. I definitely <laughs> do not get seven to eight hours of sleep, ever. 
Right, but that's not even mentioning the quality of the sleep. Exactly, so, which is the next point. Okay, so everyone talks about sleep deprivation. No yeah. one, no one mentions what's the quality of the sleep. How much oxygen are you really getting? Yep. How many times is your brain waking up from that deep sleep, delta sleep, up to that light sleep? Mm-hmm. Hundreds. It could be hundreds of times a night. You don't have to snore. You could be clenching your teeth. You could be moving around kicker. You could be one of those mm-hmm. leg movement people. Mm-hmm. Toss and turning. Tossing and turning. There could be yeah. a pet in your bed. There could be uh, sirens outside. Your husband could be snoring. Could be a kid who's in your bed who keeps moving around. So sure. all these things wake your brain up. They don't wake you up to consciousness, but they disrupt, disturb, disrupt your sleep. So even then, if I heard you correctly, if we're getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night, right. If it's disturbed by any of those reasons where we may be aware of that happening or not. I mean, you mentioned a couple of things. Lola sleeps with me. That's my dog. Right. She starts off on the side of my body and somehow ends up on top of my head uh, in the middle. I don't know why. This is her thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know when she does that. I'm not aware of when she's doing Mm -hmm. it, but maybe subconsciously or somehow that's that is disrupting my sleep. It could be. be. It could be. Definitely could be. Getting up in the middle of the night? Um, getting up to go to the bathroom. And do you get up yeah. because you're already up? Do you really have to go to the bathroom? So when we find when we treat people, they seem to sleep through the night. Yeah. So, so different. It's different today because I remember growing up, I used to get a lot of sleep. Then when I became a teenager and then when I was in college, forget it, you know, party city. You know, we would, we would come back from a trip, let's say, in Las Vegas, and we would brag, you know, who slept the least that sure. was like the big thing. Yeah. And now, here I am, I'm in my 50s, and boy, I eight You still hours, stay up, though. I do. I'm always busy on on a project or something, but eight hours is definitely my number. I figured that one out mm. from the sleep study that I've right. done, that if I get a good quality eight hours, I'm good the next day. So here's a question. I find I know people that sleep a lot longer. Is there a correlation between people that are sleeping 10, 11 hours a day and depression? I think there is. Mm. That's why I said. I don't think it's good to be sleeping in bed. I can't get out of bed. I want to stay in bed. Yes. I'm getting all this sleep because I'm really lethargic. How do you feel? Uh, it's with kids, too. Yeah. It's the question. Do you have a hard time getting your kid up in the morning? Yeah, sure. I can't drag them out of bed. And then they may be ADD. They may be hyperactive during the day. Yes. But it's really because they've had a sleep problem during the night. They, wow. You know, they're moving around a lot. They have mm. night terrors. Mm-hmm. I have a question. So if I were to come to the Gelb Center strictly because I'm having memory issues, focus issues, I think I sleep well at night, but I'm just, I, I'm not remembering. I'm not, I'm not as sharp. If I came to you at the Gelb Center, Dr. Gelb, what are some questions you might ask me? I'd want to know if you're snoring. I mean, I think people are in denial, too. I don't think I'm going to get all the answers necessarily. So I'm going to do some of my own testing, but I want to know, do you move around a lot in your sleep? Does anyone ever tell you that you snored? Mm. Um, Can you breathe through your nose? Is your nose always stuffy? That's a huge one. Nasal resistance. That's a good sound effect. (laughs) even, Even the inability, and when you do this, you don't hear anything. So I'm I'm opening up my nose from the side yeah, right, yeah. and I'm doing a caudal maneuver. And there's so many of us because of allergies, um, depending on seasonal allergies, again, animals, we can't really breathe. Or the fact that we had 
type of face through orthodontics. And again, I look at the face and I can tell, and I look at a scan and I can tell what the size of the airway is. So yeah. you deviated don't always, septum. Uh, yeah, deviated septum. Then I look at a large neck. We talked about the necks yesterday. So I would ask these questions and I would look at someone's anatomy and I would do questionnaires like stop bang. Uh, do you snore? Are you t- S-T-O-P-B-A-N-G. It's mm. a good one. You look it up. You know, are you a little bit overweight? And then I look at an Epworth. If you were to sit down in a movie theater, what are the odds that you'd fall asleep? If you're riding as a passenger <laughs> in a car, if you're riding, if Guilty. you're in a train, and I find the guys who nod off, and yeah. I get a score, and if the score is above 10, I've got a pretty good idea that we have a <laughs> Interesting. daytime sleepiness problem oh, here. It resonates with me. Am I talking if, if right? I, Yeah, if I'm the passenger in the car, I'm out like a light. Or if I'm in a movie... Uh, my head goes down right in the popcorn and I'm out oh, you, cold. You, you sound like you're a lot of fun, JJ. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners, listen up. If you feel that you are having some issues with your memory, I, I'd like to just bring this up right now. Dr. Gelb and JG and I at Gut Wisdom, we have some gifts for you. So listen Ooh. up. If you are having you issues with your memory or focus, we have a copy of Dr. Gelb's ebook called GASP. G-A-S-P. And Dr. Gelb, I'll give you a couple of minutes. What What's in that book that could help somebody? GASP is a description starting with infancy, starting with birth. Mm-hmm. The problems that you may encounter, and it starts very on with mouth breathing, snoring, sleep issues, airway issues, breathing issues, and a colicky kid. Um, a kid Ooh, that uh, that's an interesting one. is inattentive. You know, these problems start very, very kids who can't latch on. So it starts with breastfeeding. I mean, that's that's the first thing that starts to increase the size of your airway. So it goes through life. It goes into kids in school and performance, and then it goes into having kids and what that does to your sleep. And then we get into sports performance, and okay. then we get into dementia, memory issues in adults, and we get into performance issues at work. Perfect. So that's a little snippet. On, that's one gift. On That's one gift yeah. that we are giving tonight. Uh, that's Dr. Gelb's book on GASP, or not on GASP, called GASP. And we also have a second gift for our listeners. If you feel like you're having some memory issues and you'd like to meet with Dr. Gelb, we have a gut wisdom discount. So if you are interested in the ebook or a consultation with Dr. Gelb because you're not feeling focused, your memory is just suffering and you just don't you're tired of blaming it on things that maybe you shouldn't be blaming them on you should really be investigating i'd like you to email me not while you're driving at dk dk at gut wisdom g-u-t-w-i-z-d-o-m.com and i'll be happy to give this to you and coming up next if you suffer from insomnia we'll have special wisdoms to share with you when we come back with our resident sleep expert here in studio Dr. Gelb. Stay tuned. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880. Hey, everybody, we're back, and if you're tuning in, this is Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates. I am JG, John Gassman, along with our host, 
Deirdre Koppelman. Say hi, D. Good evening. It is Saturday night. Hoping everybody's safe and not stuck in traffic, waiting for the GW, and certainly away from all the hurricanes. And we have in studio Dr. Michael Gelb from the Gelb Center. Dr. Gelb. And we have his daughter, Marissa. Love Marissa. Thank you for being here. And Dr. Gelb is an expert in health and wellness. And tonight he is sharing wisdoms to enlighten us on ways of having a healthier life. Yeah, which we all need. So we were talking about insomnia. You know, well, and the well. First, we were talking about memory. We did memory. We're going to get into insomnia, but yes. I just want to state for the record, and I state want Doctor Gelb record. to hear this. Ooh. I I don't snore. You don't. Okay. I wanted. To and know I that. can watch. This is what happens when I breathe through my nose. Very good. I can't hear it. Exactly. Listeners, oh. did you hear anything? I didn't hear anything. No. <laughs> Ask JG to breathe through his nose. I can't. It's a whole different. It's a whole, whole different, different animal, animal yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So now let's talk about a little bit about insomnia. Go ahead, JG. Right. I'm sorry, so, I didn't mean to interrupt. You always interrupt. You're the boss. I just follow along with whatever I'm told to do. Anybody married? This is my uh, radio wife here, so I just do what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I'm sorry, that was like to, a buzz. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? 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 Anyway, so talking about insomnia, how does that affect sleep and the way we perform and memory? So insomnia, I have a totally different take on insomnia now right. that I've that I've you know been reading some some studies and from other MDs. So, how would you feel if you were being suffocated? If you were if you were choking at night, Ooh. either one. If you knew you were going to choke, would you want to go to sleep in the first place? And then if you woke up a few hours later, would you ever want to go no. back to sleep? Probably not. No. It's probably not a safe place to be. Yeah. Right. And we talk about wanting to be in safe environments and things like that. Yeah. So once we're able to open the airway and basically take the hands off the throat, mm-hmm. a lot of people will not have insomnia. They'll go to sleep because they know it's a safe place to be. They're going to get enough oxygen. They're going to get good quality sleep. And then someone's not going to choke them. They're not. Someone's not going to come in the room and put their hands around your neck and choke you while you're sleeping. Uh, so furthermore, then you'll go back to sleep readily. Now, a lot of times it will require some cognitive behavioral therapy. You might have to work with the therapist that works with people that have insomnia because you <coughs> associate a bed. You get into bad habits, mm-hmm. and you associate that bed with being awake. So sometimes they have to narrow your sleep times. Like keep you awake until midnight and wake you up at five or six. So they interesting. Have to, they make you tired. So I mean, there's. I, a, I know people that I don't know if I would. I don't know really what the true definition of insomnia is, and maybe that's what it is. But so, for example, I know somebody who cannot fall asleep without the television on. Would, yes. Yep. Sure. Okay. Yes. And so throughout the entire night, and this happens to be a relative of mine, and I know she listens to the show every night, so I won't mention her name, but you know who you are, sister. Uh, <laughs> but I have several, so it could be any of them. But seriously, it's hard for me to share a room, even when we've been away on vacation together, because she needs the television on to fall asleep, yet... How can you actually fall into a deep sleep when you have those lights? And even if you, well, yeah, you lower it, so is that, is that insomnia? Well, there's different techniques. That's insomnia. So there's different techniques called sleep hygiene. Okay. One of the techniques could be a white noise machine. Yeah. Sleep hygiene. Or sleep hygiene. Down. So sleep hygiene means a dark room. Right. A cool room, 68 degrees. Yes. 
you know, blackout shades, maybe those Sounds eyes. Sounds like my Maybe room. the mask. Mm-hmm. Good quality sheets. Mm-hmm. Keep the animals out. Mm-hmm. Um, the white noise machine is comforting because you right. don't hear every little thing. You It masks everything that's you, going on. Do you sleep with a, a, a white I noise? I don't. You don't? No. You're kidding. No, but I like that. I, I like the idea. And then how about the apps on the phones now that take out the blue light? Right. So if you're working on a project, if you're working on that computer and sure. it has that light, that bright light in it, there's apps that will take out, it'll extract the blue light, which is the thing that, that inhibits the, the melatonin. Melatonin is what you take if you want to go to sleep, right. produce, produced by the brain. So you don't want to inhibit melatonin, okay. which is what we're doing when we look at our iPads, iPhone, Androids. So it extracts that out. So it's a little harder to see, mm-hmm. but then you can go to bed. As soon as you finish the project, you can go right to bed. It's very interesting when you when you talk about insomnia, whether it's leaving the television on, yes. which you've confirmed now is insomnia. Stress creates insomnia. I used to at times, as a mom, of course, my cell phone is on all the time. Yep. Just in case one of the girls needs to text me. So I don't necessarily, again, I don't know that I'm cognizant of hearing the, you know, I know I would hear the text message, right? Because I'm sort of listening for it while I'm sleeping. You're a mother. But yes. But if I get up in the middle of the night, um, sometimes I'll, I'll go to that phone just to read something to help me try to fall back to sleep, which I think can have the adverse effect. Yeah, I'd really rather you charge your phone in another room. Mm-hmm. Smart. And you got to know that your kids are going to be okay. So what happened? After you've had a kid, you always sleep with one eye open, one ear. Yeah, you know, totally. Good to, point. Uh, up. So that's a problem. Forever. We have that forever. But that's going to take that, its toll. Yes, I That's going to take its toll. And if you looked at I had the article in Elle magazine about upper airway resistance syndrome. She was on her fourth kid. She was going, she was little, she was going nuts. She Tell didn't. us a little bit about that for our listeners. Well, there's a there's a condition where you can't breathe. Your nose is very narrowed, and you don't have to snore. It's not sleep apnea. You don't have any oxygen problems. But there's a lot of women out there, very thin women. Their brains never go down into deep sleep, kind of what we're talking about. Okay. They're always up. They yeah. never can get down into deep sleep. Yeah. You can start getting these negative thoughts because we talk about depression. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more about mental health. But if yeah. you want to talk about negative thoughts and what a bad wife am I, what a bad mother, what am I doing wrong? Am I, it, all this negativity comes from not being able to get that good, restful, restorative sleep. Yeah. Amazing. So biochemical refreshment. You like that word? Biochemical. Your syn- synapses work better. You get neurogenesis, new cells. You get human growth hormone gets secreted. But person like you, maybe, Deidre... You're not getting that human growth hormone. You're not getting that restoration. And so what happens is you get these negative thoughts. You can get aches and pains all over your body. You're clenching your teeth at night. And the biggest thing. You're, I definitely do that. You're exhausted. And I am every, exhausted. But every time I you clench. I need you to help me. I'm willing to help you. Come into the office. I'm very happy <laughs> to help. So clenching your teeth is a form of sleep fragmentation. It's a form. We call them arousals. Not the arousals JG was thinking about, but they're, <laughs> they're, they're brain arousals. Your brain don't keeps, get him started, Doctor. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to egg him on. But the brain keeps getting disrupted, and we call them their arousals from deep sleep. Okay. And like we talked about, there's lots of reasons. So that's really what insomnia is, and we're trying to get people to get down back into deep sleep. So this patient ended up having a bite plate. She you, she ended up using CPAP. 
You can open someone's airway with orthodontics, with a, uh, a bite plate or an oral device in the mouth. So you're evaluating the airways to prescribe, correct me if, you know, let me know if this is right because I, I will come in. Um, you, you're prescribing, depending on what the issue may be, it, it, if I come in because I have memory loss or I come in because I'm clenching my teeth or I come in because I have insomnia or I'm one of those women I you know where I'm always up and I'm... Ha- Fatigue. Right. So whatever the reason might be, Mm -hmm. you have a, I'll call it a toolbox, that Mm. will determine what the treatment would be. It's not one treatment fits all. No, I have objective measures, physiological measurements where I'll measure your oxygen. I'll measure, because I don't believe anybody. Everyone's in the men are denial, women speak in code. So I can't, I don't believe anybody. It's a great book. You know, it is. I don't believe, I don't believe anybody. And I use then measurements. I take a scan of the airway like we've done before. Right. And I measure through a sleep test, through usually a home sleep test. Right. Shows me how many times did you wake up in that? How many times did your brain wake up? How many times did you stop breathing? Mm -hmm. How low did your oxygen? How, what was your pulse rate? What if I told you that your pulse was going up to 120 at night? Oh, that would be scary. Well, it's typical. Very often 100, 105, 110. Your heart's beating so fast. And what does that do to your sympathetic nervous system? What does that do to your fight or flight? Right. Shocks it. And that's how you are during the day when you wake up, and it doesn't get better. So we talk about things like heart rate variability, which is how well can I deal with my environment. And that brings you into the performance uh, conversation about work and how you deal with your peers and how you deal with your work environment, your family environment. Think think about all the bully bosses that we know, that we've counseled. Think about a lot of the issues, culture vultures, um, victims, bullies, heroes in the drama triangle, all all the things that we see in every workplace, everywhere, USA. Uh, It doesn't even matter what the widget is that's being sold. Now I have to think about how many of these people are actually behaving this way um, because they're sleep deprived. Well, one of the bully bosses, he was always hungry, weight gain, impulsive, and he was having difficulty making decisions. I think there were clear signs that he was sleep deprived. Well, and right. And so some <laughs> of the symptoms that I think that I have that show that I'm sleep deprived include, mm, I get, well, I can't say I get sick a lot, but I do, my, uh, mm. I'm, my motor skills are off. Sometimes I trip. For no reason, and yeah. and I'm a a pretty athletic person. I'm not. I'm not my my. You don't look vibrant sometimes oh, when you thanks, don't get JJ. enough. Really? Enough sleep. Well, you came back from California. Remember on the trip? Which you one? Get, the I don't know. I'm there it's all like the time. It's like every week. Uh, it seems like. Wow. But you get off the plane and you come to the office, and you're not full of color, and a, you're yes. off. You're exhausted. Here's what I'm tired of. I, I am just coming in. She's coming in to the office. Oh, I am. I, you know why? I am coming in <laughs> And to... she's probably been up the whole time. Dr. Gelb, she's been on the plane. <laughs> she's been typing, sending emails, oh, yeah. working. She gets no sleep unless she sleeps in, uh, unless she gets a good seat in Mint where she could. Right on know, JetBlue. No, exactly. the truth is, here's, here's my deal. I am so tired of saying I am so tired. Right. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Exactly. Mm. And whether it's the memory that it's hitting me, if it's getting up in the middle of the night, it's waking up in the morning, even after I think I've had a really good night's sleep. And I wake up and I'm sitting there saying, 
I am so tired, and I haven't done anything yet. But I want to tell you one more thing, at least one more thing. You know, it's bad in your 30s, it's bad in your 40s, but after perimenopause and after menopause... Are you suggesting that I'm I wasn't. I wasn't trying to suggest that at all. I was trying to be very uh, Yes, I see you trying to be. Go ahead, go right ahead. It's all right. This is 880. You can say whatever you want. But at a certain age, when you do, and you you may not know it, I may know it before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. So if I see someone who's 47, 48, half my patients are 49, 50, 51. Right. And that's because of estrogen receptors in the joints, but it's also what happens. It just happens to be the age where women start to get apnea and they start to get sleep disorders. And that's really where it takes on a different course mm-hmm. because of hormonal changes. And the weight gain. And the, that, and the weight gain comes. Yes. And, and the that weight just gain. makes it worse mm. and worse and worse. So if you, if you exercise Feeling before so good you go about to s- myself. You should feel great about yourself. You're an awesome person. But talk about quickly exercise before you go to sleep. How does that affect the sleep? You know, if you exercise too close to bedtime or if you eat too late. So some people, Uh it really jazzes them up. It gives you energy. That's why in the morning it's good to exercise because it calms you for the day, but it gives you that energy, but it's calm energy. Sure. You know, everything rolls off your shoulders. If you exercise too close to bedtime, you may develop insomnia. You may be so hyped up that you can't go to sleep. And like your mealtime, <laughs> if you eat anywhere after 7, 7.30, Forget probably, it. and why do they have the early bird special? Probably because it's a good thing to eat at 6, 6.30, right? Because you mm. digest your food, and then by 8, 8.30, you're ready to like I can, slow I, down. I could total. that is logic. Makes that, sense. That makes, JG? Yes, your highness. What's the typical time that you eat dinner? Which dinner? You know me, I have two. I have my 7 o'clock with a client, and then I get home, and it's like, oh, let me see Charlie, let me see the kid, you know, and I eat. It's probably about 9.30, 10 o'clock. That's not good. And it's a meal, and that's why I'm 35 pounds Well, that's why the CPAP's working. Hell yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the CPAP, but I know that JG has something to share with our listeners. Well, listeners, listen up. If you feel that uh, you may be sleep-deprived, or if you're snoring, we have special gifts for you. And- one is a copy of Dr. Gelb's ebook, Gasp, G-A-S-P, and uh, that is a great book. And number two is a gut wisdom gift, the discounted consultation with Dr. Gelb. And all you have to do is just email Deirdre at dk at gutwisdom.com. Because I'm up all night waiting for the emails. Uh, Which is true, I'll respond. No, we're happy to give these things away because we're, gut wisdom is about helping people. And sleep is uh, just so important, and so many of us are... Having issues. It doesn't get the attention that it really deserves. I agree, because we're blaming a lot of, I think, the symptoms as opposed to getting right. to the root. Yeah, we're putting labels on things. We're yeah. putting labels on things and not getting at the cause. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so when we come back, we want to talk about sleep and mental health with you, Dr. Gelb, if that's Love okay. That. That'd be great. Awesome. Stay tuned. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. Hey, everybody. We are back. This is Gut Wisdom on 880, and we are in studio tonight with Dr. Michael Gelb. I am joined with my host, Deirdre Koppelman, and I am JG. And during our mini break Wait, we here, also have Marissa Gelb. And Marissa. Woo-woo. Hello. Woo-hoo. Yes. Yeah, Marissa. Oh, yeah, Marissa. That's okay. Well, Marissa is going to tell us how we get in touch 
with the Gelb Center in a yes. little while. But yes. anyways, we were talking about the issue of thumb-sucking. During the right? break. And yeah. you, Dr. These are the fun Gelb, things we talk about. Yes. So you shared, Dr. Gelb, how you quickly diagnosed Deirdre without any tests, without any diagnostics, just by a quick look and a view, and you figured it all out. How did you do that? It's like magic. Well, I can Whoa. see, I can I can look at jaw development. I can look at different facial types and arch forms, and I, I hypothesized that she might have been a thumb sucker. And I admitted, and I'll have she to admit honest. it now, <laughs> yes, I was a thumb sucker. Well, Not now, though. But it could have been today, it's pacifiers. Yeah. And how many years do you let your kid go with that pacifier, and so what does I, the pacifier so do? So it's very interesting, because I did not let my kids have that pookie pack whatever they call those things the I couldn't, binky the, the blanket i couldn't the binky. stand it but here's here's something that's interesting yes i was a thumb sucker however i also had tonsils that were like the size of you Kissing. know golf balls right and i was always sick and i'm sure i didn't have good sleep as a kid i literally was always sick with my tonsils and it's interesting because we were talking during break with marissa mm-hmm. so you didn't have yours fully taken out no Right. Yeah. And every it's almost like every generation it, it changes the the recommendation. I remember for when I was growing up, it was absolutely um, you're not taking your tonsils out. I had to wait until I was 18 years old because I had no choice. I could not go away to college and be sick as often as mm. I was. Oh. I had to please beg, please let me have my tonsils out. And yet, when my she just kids, wanted ice cream, and my generation so much older, we all had our tonsils out. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And then with my kids, which are Marissa's age, Carly, who mm-hmm. went to BU with yes. you, that sweetheart, her tonsils and adenoids were whew, tremendous. I couldn't. She had strep throat. Listen, seven, eight, maybe ten times in a row. They kept giving her this when she was younger. Antibiotic mm. after antibiotic, and every time she was, and I begged them. I said, please. Can we please take it? No, we do not recommend. Unless you've had strep throat, this is what the the pediatrician said. Unless you've had strep throat for, it had to be 10 times, they will not, no health insurance, you cannot. So it keeps changing. It's changed now. Now they're taking out. Now what is it? Now they're taking them out? For obstruction. What does that mean? For airway. They're not taking them out as much now for infection. They're taking them out because they're blocking the airway tube. They're blocking your breathing. But isn't it the same thing? No. Infection means that it's an infectious. They got infected. There, there's pus coming out. There, but when they grow to be the size of golf balls, well, they're always because they're infected. infected. Then they're blocking your airway. The problem is the problem's been the pediatricians are not all up to speed. They should be listening to the show tonight. The pediatricians out there, I so agree. you've got to find an ENT, a pediatric ENT. Right. We know a bunch of them. We can give their names out if you call the office. They get it, and they know the relationship between large tonsils sleep disorders, ADD, anxiety, depression, you know, all the things that we're going to talk about. They know about this and there's no question. Okay, and what would you like to do? When would you like to schedule it? You don't want to do it? We'll give you nasal drops. So my kid's friend was wetting his bed every night. He had ADD. Nasal drops, 30 days in a row. Not one day of bed wetting. The kid behaved like a saint. Went back because the mother wouldn't let them take the tonsils out. Went back. They said, are you ready to get the tonsils out? No way. You're not taking my kid's tonsils out. 
okay, stop using nasal spray. That night, the kid hops into bed, takes a pee in between the mom oh, and dad. No. She said, when can we schedule the surgery? Wow. Really? True story. Jason Sauer, the doctor I work with up in uh, White Plains, it was his son. So so wait, I have a question. Do you have your... T- now that you have... I don't a, pee in you, bed. I'm oh. good. So don't ask the question. I know where you're going. Well, you had to bring up... The only, th- the only reason JG was interested in this whole topic of tonsils was because he wanted thumb to bring sucking. up that I used to be a thumb sucker and when still I was are. a child. It's no, okay. I am Whatever. not. Anyways. But I'm curious. Do you have your tonsils and anoids? Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Have you looked at his airway? Not yet. I can see it, though. <laughs> <laughs> he can see my 17-inch neck. <laughs> neck. I can't close my 15 uh, color. You know, never mind. Men, are you out there listening? What was it? Are... Men lie and women? Uh, no. Men are in denial. Women speak in code. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, for listeners, I, I would like to share this. For our male listeners, you may be in the car. Maybe you're home listening to us on uh, radio.com. Or on a transistor radio and actually on the dial. Well, you'll hear this on a podcast but the men, next day. But men, no, seriously, I, I want to put this out to men. If you have not had your tonsils and adenoids taken out, forget it. I don't care if you're overweight, you're not overweight, you think you snore, you don't snore. If you have any issues with your memory or insomnia and you still have your tonsils and adenoids, I seriously, I, I would like you to reach out and we'll connect you with Dr. Gelb because it's worth looking into. And ladies, I would say... I don't know if everybody knows if they were a thumb sucker or not, but let's look at tonsils. And you know, how about you, a big tongue? What if, if anyone out there has a big tongue or their lower jaw is dropped back with a big tongue? You're going to have you have a good chance of having an airway problem. L- all right, I have to visualize that. The big tongue takes big tongue up like the airway. This. Ah, the no, no, <laughs> I know what a big tongue looks like, Chichi. Thank you very much, though. But that <laughs> no. tongue has to go somewhere. So if the draws back, or if you have a big tongue and you relax at night, the airway collapses because the tongue drops back and so, collapses the airway. Okay, so wait. So let's take that a step further. What if you're a woman yes. who is, let's just say, peri or post, you know, menopausal, menopausal. And you start losing, you know, your 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 structure changes oh, in your that, face. Then you develop uh, airway problems, sleep apnea, snoring. Yeah. That's what happens. Mm. Everything collapses. You get degeneration in the joint around perimenopause. Everything drops back. So that's what happens to a woman's face. Forty nine. The jaw. And that's drops why they back. get all those lifts. The tummy tuck, the tuchus lift. But that doesn't help. That has nothing to do with the airway. The filler doesn't help. Well, the point is, yes, but it gets lifted, it gets filled, it gets Botox. Really what it needs to do is get elongated. It needs Ah. to get, the structure needs to get helped a little bit with an appliance of some sort. So there you go. Ladies, it has nothing to do with snoring. If you're of the age, um, these are things that will happen to our airways, whether we like it or not. Whether we started out having perfect correct healthy airways right does it matter at a no. certain age it starts to all yes it gets go downhill gotta, so it's not about up. the so it's not about the nip and tuck for you ladies well i don't know i may consider that <laughs> my daughters would not like to they want me to age just the way i am and i i still haven't done it and maybe i will and if any of our listeners believe in that let me know if you think i shouldn't then maybe i won't i don't know marissa how do people get in touch with you yeah you can email us at office at gelbcenter.com you can also give us a call at 212-752-1662 and check out any of our social media 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Gallup Center. And you and remind me, there are there's an office here in New York City, Midtown, right? Yes, as well as an office in White Plains in Got Westchester. It. Great, Doctor Gallup. Now I'm yes, going to get serious. Okay. Oh, because I'm very serious about this. Let's go. Okay. Bring it on. So, how do you think sleep orders um, affect our mental health? We talked about, with the insomnia, we talked about anxiety. If you were being choked, mm-hmm. if you were being chased by a tiger, mm-hmm. you'd have anxiety. I don't even need to be chased by a tiger, and I have anxiety. Okay. They're just boyfriend runs after all the time. <laughs> right. We know that story. <laughs> so the other part. <laughs> That's another show. Drug, <laughs> drug-resistant depression. Drug-resistant depression. About 40% mm. of people out there have, they're taking medications, they're still depressed. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work if you have sleep apnea. It's like heart disease. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many pills. If you're still, if your body has to pump that blood that hard, if your heart has to work that hard, you're still going to get atherosclerosis. Your arteries are going to get clogged with plaque. You got to treat the sleep apnea. Then you won't need the antidepressants. Yeah. So by allowing the brain to get that restoration, that it's about the brain, right? Now this is sure. neuros- This is the, the decades sure. that was with Obama. Now we're 20 years into the brain. The brain controls everything right. and the stomach. That's the second brain is the gut. You got to feed it oxygen and you got to feed it good, healthy, restorative sleep. If you give the brain oxygen and good sleep, most things are going to get better. And, and, a, and a regular blood test can determine whether or not the hemoglobin, like we right. talked about we with you, the hema- you know the increased hematocrit and everything else, where if you have too many red blood cells or too little red blood cells, those are indicative of some of the issues of, of sleep deprivation, not enough oxygen flowing through the blood, mm. right. which causes sleep apnea or other other issues, well, like polycythemia. Yes, it's a hidden problem. So yes. many people sleep alone. And if you sleep with a guy, he's snoring, he's doing his own thing. The woman, no one really knows if they have this problem. That's why 85% of these patients are still undiagnosed. That's why we're having the show, right? We want to say a lot of you may have at least the statistics, right? Yeah. Probably 30% of men, 9 to 10% of women have this problem. And it, and you're so right on the mark. As I shared the last time with you, you know, when I filled out the questionnaire about my sleep, I was like, no, I sleep like a baby. I'm yes. and everything else. And then, you know, the doctor said, well, give it to your wife. You know, let her fill that Dr. out. Dr. Krieger knew. She knew something wasn't right. right. It wasn't adding up with you. And 100% correct. When, when she filled out that questionnaire, we were done. Yeah. So, JJ. Yes, Your Highness. We have a lot of... We could, we could talk to Dr. Gelb so many times. Here's a question. Knowing what you know, Dr. Yes. Gelb, yes, Deidre. about sleep, <laughs> about health, and about wellness. You like when I call you Dr. Gelb? I love it. Okay. What would you tell your <laughs> younger self knowing what you know now? I mean, you're an expert. You know about there, everything there is to know about sleep and health and wellness. What would you tell your younger self? What, what should our listeners know now? Start early. Most of you have the problem. A lot of us have the problem. If you want to, I say the young kids, look, you're going to get six hours. Let me make it a good quality six hours. Mm-hmm. And if you have all these problems and you can't put your finger on them, they don't go away. They're chronic. They keep coming back. Memory, Whether it's a cold, insomnia. A memory. I'm, I'm starting to forget things. Here's the good news. It's reversible. Well, that's good it's news. It's preventable. There it's reversible. Go. Cardiovascular disease is preventable. 
memory, we probably will learn that memory loss is preventable. Do something about it. Take an action. It's not expensive. It's not, I can diagnose it. And I've taught people all over the country how to diagnose and it. it. And it's less expensive because our listeners get a gut wisdom discount. That's right. There you go. How so listeners, you? please, why not take the first step and see if you've got an issue? Because there's something that you can do about it. And there's nothing worse than knowing there's something you could have done and you didn't. So email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. If you'd like to have a consultation with Dr. Gelb himself, uh, JG and I won't be there, but you don't need us. You just need Dr. Gelb. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, shoot me an email, not while you're driving, please. And you'll get the Gut Wisdom discount for that consultation, as well as if you're interested in Dr. Gelb's book uh, named GASP, G-A-S-P. We're giving that to listeners as well. Again, just shoot me an email. And let's also add, we're excited to talk about our upcoming book. Yes, the Gut, manuscript yes, is here. Yes, yes, yes. yes Wisdom, yes. Living Leadership. Yes. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about it or like maybe a chapter of the book, email dk at gutwisdom.com to reserve a, lot a, of emails. a signed copy. Also, I want to make mention that we have our live event coming up, and Dr. Gelb is our special guest. That's true. So if Can't you wait. want to meet Dr. Gelb personally, get an autograph from the man himself, you will Adorama. want to show up at the Adorama Theater here. But before well, you do that, you have, to RS, show up. Right. Right, you have to RSVP yes. to DK at gutwisdom.com. Yep, VIP tickets for you and a guest to meet Dr. Gelb in person. And uh, why not? Very yeah. excited. We're excited. Very That's excited. on September 19th. So if you've missed the beginning of tonight's show, you can always download this show and previously aired shows by either going to yes. our website, gutwisdom.com, or you'll find us on iTunes and Play.it. Want to give a big thank you. Woo-hoo. Big, big thank you to Thanks, Dr. Guys. Thank Dr. You. Gelb, Marissa Gelb, JG, yeah. our Thanks. listeners, partners at CBS. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates. See you next week. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880, sponsored by the Gelb Center. Don't lose another night's sleep. Visit the sleep and wellness experts at gelbcenter.com. Gut Wisdom comes your way every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS 880 or anytime at gutwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled with a Z.